Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can always download this from its normal Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast or Radio.com podcast feed from the DA show. Or you can get it on its own specific podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted Podcast. So joining me now is Mraz. And on Tuesday morning show, the big conversation topic was Bob Ryan, legendary sports writer of the Boston Globe, not knowing what a Twix is. He tweeted this, which set Twitter aflame. We talked about this. And his dad, Bob the Deli Man at Food Town in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, said the entire store was talking about this. as They listened to us inside the store. Mraz, now that we're about an hour or so after the conversation began, or about an hour and a half, any more fallout from your dad, Bob the Deli Man? I haven't heard any more fallout, which means maybe the rotisserie chickens were getting a little overcooked. But, mm-hmm. I mean, as we've talked about, that show, this show is played throughout that store often, sometimes just at the deli. And the idea that, you know, we could talk about a million things, and this really seemed to pique the interest of customers more so than people working there. What are these guys talking about? What are they? Who doesn't know what a Twix is? It really confused the heck out of a lot of people, which, again, I think only further illustrates our point of how outrageous a claim this was by Bob Ryan. And that people in his age demographic are upset at him for not knowing this and claiming that he doesn't know it. Is it possible that the older people at Food Town feel as though Bob Ryan's giving them a bad name? Right. Like it's typical that, oh, old people don't know anything in this day and age. What what is interesting to me, and I think that's probably the case, is how many of those old people that are saying that Bob Ryan doesn't know anything about a Twix, the same people buying their liverwurst this morning at a Bay Ridge food town, have or could never figure have never heard of or could never figure out Twitter. And Bob O'Brien, Bob Ryan is taking to Twitter to say that he's never heard of a Twix, I think is is a big irony there, right? Because a lot of those people you should think have no, should know Twitter, but you could understand them not knowing it. 
And Bob Ryan is using an outlet that most 74-year-olds would have no idea how to use to explain that he doesn't know what a candy bar is, that everybody knows what it is. I I find the whole thing to be mind-blowing. Seems impossible to not know what a Twix is. As we looked up, Twix was introduced in the U.S. in 1979. So you have all of the 80s, all of the 90s, all of the 2000s and 2010s to have figured out what a Twix is. And I got to figure the Twix by the 80s is pretty popularized. I mean, I, I have to imagine I knew what a Twix was when I was 10 years old and I was back in the 80s. So I got to think that it's not really a recency thing either, that Bob has had 35 good years to know what a Twix is. Right. And DA, see, we've become very popular on Twitch there on the show. And it wasn't that long ago that even you or I, if you asked us what the heck Twitch was, we really wouldn't understand what it was. And we figured it out. That's Twitch. This is Twix. This is a candy bar mm. staple. You're talking about holidays where, you know, Twix could be in a in a stocking stuffer. Twix could be in an Easter biscuit. Mm-hmm. Twix is always in those Halloween things. And it, as you pointed out, the, the press box is Bob Ryan's and nobody's been munching on a Twix. Every store, forget not going down the candy aisle, even if you don't like candy, they're in front of your face at every register of every does he Does he that oblivious when he's somewhere? Uh, every vending machine. You've never had to get something out of a vending machine? Yeah. They're just, there are too many scenarios that Bob Ryan had to have lived his life in where a Twix has been in front of his face. And if he's not noticing it, it might mean he's way too preoccupied in life with other things that he's not just stopping to, you know, just by happenstance. It's not a long word. It's Twix. It's right there. It's big. It's not even small on a candy wrapper. It's everywhere. How do you it's not, not a Twix niche is? item. And as you said, if right. you go to a a candy machine, if you've gotten anything out of a snack machine ever, 90% chances there's a Twix in that machine. So you have to go through and say, I don't want that. I do want this. I don't want that. I do want this. Right. Like, I've never eaten a Zagnut bar. I've never eaten a Lorna Dune, I don't think. But I know of them because they're always in the damn snack machines. Which is interesting because when we were at the studio, Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune my favorite product out of that snack machine. So... Yeah, everybody knows the old school stuff, the new school stuff. It's weird. Candy and chips, I think, really transcend over time where it's kind of like you're in on them and you'll always somehow stumble into the new stuff no matter what your age is. Even if you don't want to try it or don't want to like it, you've at least heard of it to say, eh, I'm not interested in that. And to not hear of something that's not even a hidden treasure. I mean, DA, it's not like those voodoo chips you guys want to meet trying made by Zaps. I mean, these are – it's a Twix – it's the Candy Crunch. I brought up that Seinfeld episode. That's the mid-90s that Twix is there, and that's how popular it is. This is a long time. Bob Ryan, it's not like he's Brendan Fraser, blast for a pass, where he's been you know, living in some bunker basement and he comes out of the world. He's out and about. You're talking about all the practices he goes to. Bob Ryan's cross paths with a Twix. There's no doubt. And if he didn't eat it, it's one thing. But not having ever heard of it seems impossible. Now, speaking of the Bay Ridge food town, one of our now loyal D aliens, DJ Tommy D, oh. is a regular customer at this food town, which is how he got turned on to the show. So now he knows both you and Bob the Deli Manuel. He has come over the house for some football games with Bob no, the Bar. No, he has not. No, he has oh, not. DJ Tommy D has never made it over. What, what are you, nuts? Absolutely not. He would okay. move in, and that would be it. No, I've met him at the store when I've had to run to see my dad at work. My dad deals with him every day at work. DJ Tommy D, as nice as he is, I think... You know, keep keep him in Bay Ridge. Put it that way. Well, DJ Tommy D tweeted at me today a, a trash. Ugh. DA, here I am again coming in to trash positive Mraz. 
Last week, I was ordering a present for Bob the Deli Man's birthday. This Saturday, the 24th, is the big 6-0. And I hear this bogus stun to a news on how Mraz is becoming this positive person. This can never happen. Mraz is Mraz. Who is Mraz? We never know how he is going to make his point, but we are usually shaking our heads after while laughing with him. Let's recycle positive Mraz. So he does not believe that you could be a positive version of yourself. I very much am a positive version of myself. I think I've been very good about being positive. I, it's interesting that he chimes in on that, and we haven't had a declarative apology, DA, because just last week when I had the fajita meatballs, he had started a big rumor that my dad had said that he had them first or whatever. And then, you know, I find out from my dad, by the way, it has to be said that it was a complete and fabricated lie. And DJ Tommy D came in and admitted to my dad that he had lied to us about this to get a rise, and he had felt like he had caused some trouble. So now he doesn't apologize for that, but he wants to address that I can't be positive. I, I find this guy's morals to be all over the place and out of whack. Well, so you you believe that DJ Tommy D openly lied. What would be his reason for it? Well, he admitted to my father that he openly lied, that he wanted to get a rise out of us on the show. And so now does that call into question everything that he says? How does it not? How does it not? If you're saying something for a stunt... And we get stunted into it because, remember, I told you, I don't believe – I knew my dad had never made those meatballs. I lived with them my whole life. How can you now, when he comes at you with the positive stuff and all of that, how can you take anything he says without a grain of salt knowing that he's already fabricated something to get a rise out of the show? He, he's all out of bounds now, DJ Tommy D. Can't believe a word he says. So he ruined his credibility forever. I believe he did. I believe he did. Now, he told the truth about the stupid disposable bag a while back that really ticked off my dad. So we had some big, he had some good inside stuff. But yes, he ruined his, he got too close to the situation with the DA show that he thought he could pull some strings to see how we react. And we reacted the way he wanted us to react, but it ended up being false. And now he wants to continue to tweet at us about positivity. Uh, Get out of here. It's nonsense. Another interesting storyline on the DA show is you having to wear <clears throat> the Rays jersey and the Rays hat for another series. The Rays are still now playing in the World Series. You hate the Rays, but that's your avatar because you're still paying off a bet from the wild card Ridiculous. round. And I've had multiple people tweet that you actually look good in that jersey. Now, the other day, Dennis sent me like 30 tweets that I, that I woke up to. This rare, this this random Dennis. But Dennis then tweeted, Sean, I know you hate the Rays, but my girls think that you're hot in that uniform. They're leaning towards Andrew Bogish cleaning the pool, but jumping in with you, LOL. Now, he had said the other day that they thought Bogish was a hottie. I, I, we don't still know the ages of these girls. Yeah. We don't know the context of these girls, but you did retweet this with the commentary is that right <laughs> is that so, right? Is so right. you're starting to peacock a little bit on this well look anytime <laughs> i don't like this avatar don't but if if girls are gonna say that they'd want to jump in the pool if i'm the one looking good in the Rays jersey maybe i have to second guess the way i look now ultimately i gotta pull the plug when the Rays are out i can't stick with it but i mean da a, you know a chubbo like me it's not often you get complimented it and get that going I do question very much this Dennis, but he says my girls. He doesn't say my daughters. Uh, are, so we're led to assume they're his children, but then uh-huh. we don't know how old they are and what kind of father talks about their kids thinking people are hot. How old are they? Are they you know, in their 20s? 
I'm starting to think Dennis might be a pimp, DA. That is where I'm going. I'm going pimp Dennis. He has no picture on his avatar. He's just right. one of those blank avatars, and he's got no information in his in his Twitter bio. So we have no idea what type of life this Dennis guy leads. We, none, which, again, only further raises the eyebrow. My girls think you're hot. They want to jump in the pool. Well, who I mean, are your probably, girls? They're probably like seven. No way. No way. Why would you as a father take your seven-year-old girl and be like, they want to jump in the pool with you? I, that's a very misconception. We're not, you know, we're not going to a water park. He's, he's leading well, out of his old 20s. Could, in their 20s. You think there's a dad in his 50s talking about how his two daughters think a guy on the radio is hot enough to jump into the pool with? I don't think there's the, I don't any think way. I don't think there's any way there's female listeners to our show in their 20s who are on Twitter to look at your avatar. I Well, here's the thing. I don't think they're his daughters. I don't. I think he's not saying my daughters. I think they are either roommates of his, or he calls them his girls. Well, he's like John Ritter. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. It's something like that, or he's some kind so of he, weird So weird he's basically guy. John Ritter in, th- in Three's Company. Yes. My girls. I, yes, my girl. He's not saying my daughters, my girls. There's too many weirds that you wouldn't say if you were a father. No way. They're his, these are his roommates or something. Maybe he's got multiple these girlfriends. These are his little girls. <laughs> these are his little daughters no that are way. probably eight or nine years old, and they're just they're hanging out with him on the couch watching TV one night, and he's scrolling on Twitter, and he sees your, you know, you're, he's tweeting out the show 30 times a night, as we've seen. He's probably a couple of beers in. And they're like, Dad, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just tweeting my favorite radio show. Oh, let me see what you're tweeting. And he shows them the picture. And, and they said something like, ooh, he's cute. I think we got to get Dennis to comment. Are these his daughters or his girls? Girl, like, I'm telling you, I'm not going. You think that he's cute, Sesame Place, you know, kids. No way. These are these are either roommates or some kind of pimp situation. That's my bet. No doubt. He doesn't want to be traced with the no picture. <laughs> Over the weekend, you were, you were um, brainwashed a little bit with the with bacon drop that we kept playing oh. all day, and so you had to make something with bacon, which you made a, a roast turkey breast in a oven pan, and you put big strips of bacon all over it, and I thought it looked pretty good. It was before it was really roasted, so the bacon itself was still raw. Right, it hadn't even gone in the oven yet. Boy, you got beat up on Twitter for that. Ridiculous. You got Ridiculous. beat up. People were saying you didn't wrap it well. It's too loose. Man. First of all, these people, these hard listeners that I couldn't believe. I put out a a lovely bird wrapped in bacon. And to get crushed that I didn't. Yeah, with bacon. That I get crushed for that? It's ridiculous. Every time in mid-October, it's a good pumpkin picking weekend, something like that. I like to do something in my house called a welcome to fall dinner. I make a turkey breast, some stuffing, some string beans, biscuit, you know. A nice, okay, we're here, it's it's getting colder out kind of deal, and this was going to be my night, this Friday night. So I said, I'll be talking about bacon on the show, I'm going to flavor the town this up with some bacon. <laughs> Stop yeah. using flavor town as a verb. <laughs> I really hate that you we've now it. gone down the road of just utilizing flavor town as a regular <laughs> adjective or a descriptive <laughs> verb here. I hate it. I was going to flavor town it up, and I did. So the whole key here, these guys are like, well, you got to wrap it tight or swing it around. No, I would, guys, you could drape it. The whole point is it's in a pan. I got some broth. I'm trying to keep it moist. You want the bacon to drip. You don't want it to tightly puncture the bird. A nice loose coating over it is all I needed. It cooked great. I should have taken a picture after, but I was so hungry to cut the damn thing up. But I was insulted, insulted. 
I, you know, I could have kept my dinner to myself. You know you hate when people tweet out meals. But I thought because of the whole bacon thing, listeners get a kick out of it. Instead, I'm getting shredded on a Friday night when I'm trying to carve a bird and have a nice night. I'm looking at it. I go, can you believe these people hate this? How, who hates a turkey with bacon draped all over it and says I didn't do it right? What, what are they, what's wrong with people? People were beating you up bad. I think they're just they're waiting to take you down. I think that you've taken so many people down oh. that now they're waiting to take you down. And it's so bad because I can't even keep track. Like, I've already forgotten which ones crushed me on the bacon. There's so many people that crush me every single day on social media. <laughs> I can't keep track of what they've crushed before, if they've crushed me before. Then when they're nice, do I actually hate you because you said something about my bacon and my turkey? It's, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Do you have your Halloween costume yet? I uh, came in yesterday. Yes. Okay. You're going to wear it on the show? Yeah. We have, uh, we have Katie for the, on the 29th, I've been told. We didn't release right. that date yet. Yep. The Halloween spooktacular, of course. I'm going to wear it on the show. Okay. So we, have a, we, have, we have a family theme this year. Maybe I'll bring the whole family down on Zoom. We'll do yeah. the whole family theme. I think that could yeah. be a good idea. So you won't tell us what your, your costume is right now, right? You want it to be a, a surprise. I do want it to be a surprise, but the, as I'm workshopping this out loud with you when I bring up the family thing, it is a family costume, so it might make more sense with everybody else around me. So, no, I don't want to reveal anything. I, I got it yesterday. I trod it on. I'm happy about it. I'm pumped up about it. <laughs> and I do think I could. I do think I could use the baby to placate Katie, voting on who wins this costume contest too. Because the baby, because Taylor is going to be cute. Going to be cute. Going to be adorable. It could totally sway the audience. I think there's a lot of room here for me to win this year. Remember when we did the Christmas cookie competition and Pete bought cookies? <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that we had her we had her as the judge of christmas cookies that he just bought like stella doro or something and put him in a tubbleware (laughs) didn't you bring him in the packaging the game brought him in a tubbleware (laughs) that was a fun competition that was a good idea oh that was we all we all tried it and remember bogues came out really burnt Remember yes, his were really they were awful. I had I won actually. I had reindeer antlers made of pretzels. They were falling yeah. off. I actually I'll tell you this day. I miss an Andrew Kaplan cookie. He had some kind of toffee, little salt taste. Oh on yeah, it. they were the they were the garbage dump cookies or whatever. They had oh, they were, in them. They were fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But I totally forgot Pete bought this stuff <laughs> and put them in a Tupperware. And Katie knew right away what she put in. She goes, "Oh, interesting. I've seen these at the store." I yeah, I had uh, some Christmas cookie that like Pillsbury makes. So I just like chopped them up and then, um, and then I just baked them that way. Maybe I put like M and M's on top of them or something. Yeah, you, then, you did something different. You, I you came took- in second. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. What? I thought Kaplan got robbed. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, Man, and Kaplan, Kaplan got the recipe from his his girlfriend, and they were like the dumpster dive cookies or whatever you call them, where they're, it's like kitchen sink cookies, right, where you throw pretzel bits in there and cookie bits in there and salt and all this kind of great stuff and Chex Mix or whatever. And he didn't know that it was supposed to be that, so he didn't brand it correctly, remember? So right, he yes. was bummed out afterwards because they were like the hot – item on social media around Christmas last year. And if we would have known that, it would have gotten a higher grade. I thought they were fantastic. And then bogishes were too burnt, so we were, like, trying to bite into them. And then Pete comes in in Tupperware, and it was so obvious he had just bought the cookies he even make. I didn't think he's, I think he's, he's come up. What do you want from me? I got no time. Where are you guys getting time to bake cookies? Must be nice to have all this time. <laughs> Meantime, you actually just had had a baby, and yeah. bogus no, is no 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 
Uh, she, she was two weeks from being born when we did this cook. She was born late December. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So you had a pregnant wife at home who was about to pop. Yep. Bogus has two little kids. I was moving. I was in the middle of a move. And Pete was the one saying, how do you guys have all the time in the world? <laughs> I, I'm too busy. <laughs> that is such a classic Katie Leonard doll moment. I totally forgot about that. So we'll have her grade out the costumes uh, coming up. Do you have your costume? You didn't answer that. Not yet. I was searching last night to get some inspiration. I'm now late to the game because I'm like a week away from needing to get this costume. So I don't know if I have time to actually order it. I've got to actually put it together. I think I'm honing in on the top three choices, but I got to run it by the Bourbon Bell, see if she thinks any of them are bad. Because sometimes my radar is way off on these things. Like, no, that's really stupid. So I'm going to run it by her today. And then I'm hoping to solidify by tonight or tomorrow and get on getting this stuff. Interesting. Okay, yeah, you got to get with it here. We can't do Cam Newton again. You've done the keyboard mouse. You need to bring the heat here. We've we've seen the DA repertoire. I'm interested to see what you pull out here. Last year was Cam Newton. The year before, remember, was Zach Morris. That's right. That's right. And then you know what? Keyboard... To your credit, you've had some memorable costumes. Yeah, keyboard mouse was maybe three years ago. That that um, we may have only been doing this for three years. It didn't go back to year one. No. Yeah, so so that's all on the table. Remember, remember Bart Scott came into the studio. And I said, Bart, guess my Halloween costume. He said, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bart, I'm, I'm Cam Newton. <laughs> Oh, I got it. You're whoopee. No, no, definitely not. All right. Uh, coming up on side B, do you have swing and a miss? We do. Hold on. Well, just because we had to mention Bart, I just had to say this one thing. <laughs> do you remember when Bart couldn't make Pete the body's wedding and he apologized to he who shall not be named for missing his wedding? Class act. <laughs> Shall not be named. It's like a hundred pounds heavier than Pete. Just because he's bald. I'm sorry I missed your wedding. <laughs> Bart apologized to the wrong guy. <laughs> Bart apologized to the wrong guy. By the way, oh. Pete Pete has been on the show every day for years. He who shall not be named, you know, would be on the show once a week for like ten weeks. It was like barely ever around, and somehow oh. Bart got the two mixed up. Oh man! Oh, it's too good. <laughs> All right, okay. Swing or a miss is coming yeah, up next here up. on Side B. <laughs> It is Mraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA show. This is Side B of the PGP. Andrew the Bogeyman Bogish, who I guess for Halloween could be the Boogeyman. Hello, Bogish. Happy October. How are you? Oh, happy October to you as well on the 20th or the 21st, whatever today, uh, today's date is. But yes, welcome to October. It's been a great month so far. 
Yes, it is. It has been a great month so far. Great baseball playoffs. We really, the reason I say this is because we get done with Tuesday show talking about a lot of Halloween candy. We're getting in the mm-hmm. Halloween mood and all of this stuff that's happening. You know, it's, it's fall. We're embracing it. The Big Ten comes back. It finally feels like fall to me. Now, I do have to say from behind the scenes, before we get the swing or a miss, it was a little chaotic to start Tuesday's show, and it was briefly mentioned during Pete Bellotti's, uh The Body's Trash Tuesday. Things had been going awry. We had no email service working remotely. We had, didn't have access to a lot of audio. There was a lot more thrown on Pete's plate. You had uh, some problems. I had some problems. There was franticness. I want to give Pete the body a little credit because we crush him every podcast that we can for his uh, you know, overwhelmingness. He really did handle everything that went very smoothly. But, Bogus, tell me if you side with me. Was part of you enjoying the sloppiness of what we had to deal with behind the scenes more knowing that Pete would have to be frantic and seeing how he dealt with it like a good television show? You know, you know what? Honestly, I, I I was not thinking of Pete in the moment. I was being being very I'm sorry. Pete because... just got Pete just got my ear with <laughs> a big time curse, and I had to start with this because I knew he was listening. But anyway, Gary, you're such a pig. Um... You know that? Oh, is <laughs> that you? Do it. <laughs> Pete's chiming in here. Pete, I just gave you credit though, did I not? Did oh, you, you did it. Well? You backhanded complimented me, basically. <laughs> no, I didn't. You handled it well, but. But part of me wants to see how you deal with a little pressure. You're kind of like a Raldis Chapman trying to close a game. Maybe you'll give up a homer. Maybe you'll shut it down. You shut it down. You give the guy that's keeping us on the air a bunch of chaos. Good job. Yes, I think I gave you credit. I think that's a little un- uncalled for, Pete. I also think I maybe think you- you're uncalled for. I think you just yeah, took the fair. bait a little bit, too. Get I do. Lost. Well, that's Pete the Body Bilotti, folks. <laughs> Have fun. Sure. <laughs> I just like how mad in these scenarios, how mad Pete gets at like the hierarchy that like he's we're being let and like I get it, but like immediately it's about this is the the, the regime, the empire, the the bosses. Like it goes right to the top. Like there's no slowing down. There's no like maybe some idiot in IT in Kansas City hit the wrong button and we're back online well, soon. This immediately goes to the top in like a general just letdown well, of all of us employees. Sometimes the fish stinks from the top down, so I I don't know I, who who knows what problem was. I can't I can't blame Pete for that. I really was trying to credit Pete because we always have that moment where we love poking fun at Pete. I thought he did a good job because no listener knew unless you're listening to this podcast right now or listening to Trash Tuesday that there were problems even getting the show on the air because Pete did such a good job. But apparently I'm the bad guy for bringing up that there might be a shred of entertainment in watching Pete just get so angry about it at five in the morning, but. I, I guess I'm alone. I, I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask this and take away any kudos to Pete. But like, I know that I like I could not get any sound, a highlight, a post game cut from last night. I could not access the folders where those things live. I know you couldn't find old emails and rundowns and stuff that you needed. But like, what was Pete's problem in the studio? I thought Pete's problem well, was having to do things for us because we couldn't do them on our own. Well, I think that's the problem. That it would be more work for Pete having to do our stuff mm. as well because we're already working okay. from remote. So well, I like think his just... computers were fine. Yeah, I don't other than accessing email, I think Pete was completely fine. 
It was the idea of more work having to be done, which, I mean, again, if it was us in that situation, we'd be angry too. But hearing Pete get angry, to me, is where the comedy comes out, right? Like, when Pete gets angry— I didn't even ask Pete to do anything for me. I said, you know what? I'm last on the list. I'll get—you can get me later. Thanks, Pete. Oh, I I was almost prepared to ask Pete to do too much, and I knew to back off. (laughs) Listen, we can't have that. All right. Well, I had to touch on that. I had to touch on that before we got into it. Bogus, it is time for our new favorite game show here this week on the PGP. It is— Swing or a miss. Were DA's headlines clever or corny? Swing and a miss. It's swing or a miss. Mraz's bright idea only on the PGP. And here we go. It's swing or miss. Now, before I scene set here, let me just say, DA had such a great week. We talked about the Josh shot up a week ago. I can't get it. It's so good. It's so good. You almost want to do it. I do have to be honest. I, I think that DA, because he was so good, and maybe because we glossed him too much, I think he took the foot off the gas a little bit here. I think this is a little bit of a letdown oh, okay. week. I do. I, I don't know how you feel, Bogus, before I even rattle off the five. The overall, you know, if you figure the 12 segments a day, the five shows we're doing, I mean, it adds up. I, I thought this was a, a weak week, no, for lack of a better term, for DA on the, on the, the what do you call it, the, the, now I'm getting them wrong, the headlines that we run on twitch.tv slash Radio, watchda.com, and of course our podcast titles. And there was a little bit of a weaker class, a weaker crop to pick from this week. I mean, maybe the quality top to bottom was off, but not to spoil one of the swings, but one of the swings to me is maybe the second best one he's had so far. All right. Wow. Okay. See, I didn't feel that that hot about either of the swings I put in. I kind of uh, grimaced. I said, I guess that's kind of where I went, but you like them. Uh, so you want to end, I guess we'll end with a high note. So at least DA goes out happy. So let's start. Exactly. Let's start with misses. I'm going to go with... The Monday headlines, there's two of them here. Let's go to headline number one. Are the Steelers the new AFC power team? So let that sink in, okay? The, coming off that win they had over the over the Browns, DA went with Pitt Road. Miss for me, Bogues. Big time miss. Am I missing? Is there a Pitt Road? Is that a movie? Is that a song? Is that a band I'm unaware of? I don't understand where Pitt Road know, comes see, from. I, See, I, I'm I'm thinking it's a NASCAR reference, a race car reference, like oh, pit road, like you go up okay. down pit road. Now, so to me, it is a miss, but I also I would have accepted pit crew, which like gives you a little more mm. oomph behind like though they're playing well, they're working together, they're you like pit crew sounds a little more complimentary. Like pit road, at least in my ears, has a negative connotation. Like I'm going in for repairs, but you say like the pit crew. There's a little grime to that, a little grit to that. It makes them sound like a good team, which the Steelers are right now. Okay, I don't hate that. I would have gone with Ben there, done that for Ben Roethlisberger because they have been an AFC power team. Or if you're going to go with the road thing, play off the black and yellow, the song they always play from Wiz Khalifa, just give me a yellow brick road. I mean, the Steelers, we always talk about them being black and yellow. Yeah, I see. I I think I like Yellow Brick Road a little better than Been There, Done That, just because in an extreme nitpick, these Steelers with Roethlisberger have never been 5-0. They've been the best team in the AFC, but they've never been, or at least close to it, they've never been 5-0. So I wouldn't want to suggest that they're kind of doing it again because they haven't done this specific thing before. So maybe, you know, but either way, those two are better than Pitt Road, no doubt. 
All right, that's your first miss. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Number two on this list also came from Monday. Boy, it felt like D.A. watched a lot of football and just maybe fell asleep at the wheel with these headlines Monday morning. Can the Bucks' defense carry them? Remember, Tampa having that big win over the Packers? Put some D on it. Hmm. Slightly suggestive, bogish. Yeah. Also, I know that we've beaten Tampa puns into the ground. The whole lightning Canadian bacon thing. Obviously, the Rays now winning. There's only so much you could do with Tampa. So he's got to get a little creative. So he went with the defense pun there. Uh, maybe bucking the trend is something I would have went with. But put some D on it. I did nothing for me here. See, I like this one. I don't think this one is a miss. Whoa. I like that it's a little bit suggestive. Like, what does the D stand for? Why would I put a D on that? Like, I'm assuming this is, you know, a cousin to, like, put some respect on my name. Like, that's kind of where he was going here. So I, I like this one. I think this one, it's not perfect. It's not crystal clear. It's not obvious what the reference is. But but I like it. All right, so Bogus goes hit, I go miss. Or Bogus goes swing, I go miss. I guess if we're going to get real suggestive. Tampa D's nuts would have been good as well. No, Bogues? <laughs> that one might have been too suggestive. Too that suggestive. would have played well on Twitch. I'm not sure if all of our actual affiliates would have liked that one, but but, but it's okay. Okay, so I go miss, Bogus goes swing. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Our last uh, miss of the day, or at least mine, we had a lot of the Le'Veon Bell stuff happening late last week, and on Friday... D.A. went with, will Le'Veon make Kansas City unstoppable? His headline, Heaven and Bell. Now, at first glance, I think I looked at it and said, oh, I get it. I, are, is it okay to be making H-E double hockey stick lines here? I think that's a little, is that one of those things you just don't reference? No, I think it's 2020, not like 1974. So you can say, um, or 54, you could definitely say hell. So I'm, I'm actually okay with this too. Now, I so I... It's it's on the easy way out. I mean, for whom the bell tolls, like those are all like the kind of first grade level <laughs> bell references. But I didn't mind heaven and bell because the Chiefs are fairly heavenly when it comes to football and offensive football, at least. Um, and he's Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon, like while it's a unique first name, I don't I don't know exactly like it doesn't lend itself to any kind of alliteration or pun or anything like that. So I don't I don't hate Heaven and Bell. All right. I again I, I didn't have a great one off of it because we've done the Bell stuff, we've done Kansas City. Right. Maybe Wright Reed playing off Andy Reed signing him or something like that could have worked. I d I don't know. Heaven and Bell again, I'm not trying to be PC, like it just Le'Veon felt beyond like, their way. I don't like, I don't mm. know how to but even that seems like a stretch. They're not as good as Heaven and Bell. I understand. See, I don't think this is as big a miss as the first two because I understand why DA went that way. It just, eh, I don't know. Tasteless. Let's call it tasteless, Bogus. Miss for me. Swing for you. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. So clearly Bogus wants something from DA, folks, if you've been paying attention. He's all on the swings here on stuff I've labeled misses. Let's see if we're in the same lockstep. It's called friendship, Sean. I want friendship. I'm getting jealous of pumpkin beers and apple cider and inside jokes and formula on the driveway. (laughs) Pete and I don't have that kind of relationship, so I, I need something from somebody here. So I'm just, wherever I can get it from, I'll take it. Fair enough. Now let's close with the two (laughs) swings here. Uh, I'm going to start with Nick Saban's positive COVID test. Now, we all know he ended up 
coaching in the game and ends up maybe being a false positive or something. But this was a big topic. Uh, now him not being able to coach in the Georgia game before he obviously he did. Is this the worst timing for Saban was the question. The headline DA gave us, Alabama. I like it. A little playoff of Alabama. He didn't go too crazy with the Tide. You can't really joke too much about the COVID stuff. Alabama, I thought, was a nice, clean smile on the face to an unfortunate uh, story that had developed with Nick Saban. Uh, it's a big swing for DA there. This is short and sweet, to the point. You know exactly what it means. It's not hard to read. You don't need to kind of like twist your tongue to get around anything like that. Um, Two words, nice and simple. This one is a nice, clean double to the gap from D.A. Me and Bogish agree on a swing. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. And now the last but not least, which I can only imagine is the one that Bogish loves because we haven't gotten to it yet. I thought it was the best one of the week as well. I don't think it's nearly on the same level as Josh Hashanah, uh, but I guess you can't always set the bar there. And that was last week with Tom Brady had become a bit of a joke for some of the Packers players. The swing here was fourth and winces, just like instead of fourth and inches and Brady not knowing about fourth down, fourth and winces. Excellent job by a DA there, Bogues. Yeah, this this one is good enough to make the rest of the week, like, unimportant when it comes to grading him like that's a good enough one to just sit back and go the rest doesn't matter to me you guys can pick and and choose which ones you like or don't like but I came up with fourth and winces so I'm pouring myself another another bourbon and sitting back with my frozen Reese's peanut butter cup and having myself a night this one is perfect because Brady deserves all the heat from this it's certainly a wince moment fourth down I mean it's just it is it is again without Josh Hashanah this would be the number one on my list up to date so that's how much I like this one I thought this one was 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 a direct hit from DA see Josh Hashanah was so good that I don't know why that I've thought about a number two I think there might be better ones than fourth and winces though I really did like it I think fourth and winces is kind of like you know, if you hang out with a bunch of ugly people and you just happen to be the best looking by default, that's kind of where I felt like fourth and winces could fall this week because it was such a weak class. But nonetheless, it, it there too. you like it. <laughs> Two swings for us. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. And that is swing or a miss. Bogish, it's been a trick or treat having you here on the PGP with Pete Body Balati chiming in as well. What is your Twitter handle, folks? At Andrew Bogish. And mine is at Mraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.